Good go? I think so. Perfect. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to What's Up, Bremmore. This is episode four. I wanted to thank everyone for your continued support as we're nearing the end of the season one. It is great to have you all here tuning in. So today we're recording from the new building, the Student Life and Wellness Center. It's always such a long name. It is too long. Yeah. Um, I I, just say the new building. Yeah, the new building or the the new name for it is The Well. The Well. Oh, yeah. yeah, The Well. So this is where the new Pensby offices are, is a really cool space. Uh, We're here in our own little room. It's pouring down rain today, so I'm excited. It's like cozy, uh, good podcast time. So I'm really happy to introduce our special guest for today, Estefania Torres. Estefania, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you, Boo. I am doing good. I'm a little wet from the rain, but we're doing (laughs) Yeah, but it's been it's been a good day. What about you? It's been good too. Like I walked over from the you know the commuter parking. Yeah. Uh and I got so wet, like my feet are still like humid. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the worst feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm super excited to have you. Um, can you please give us a quick introduction? So maybe say like what your major is, your yeah. preferred pronouns, and where you're from. Yeah. So I'm Estefania. Um, you can call me Steffi for short. Um, I use she/her pronouns, and my major is environmental studies and potentially international studies double major. So. Nice. That's my major. No way. Yeah. Wait, both inter- of them. No international oh. studies. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I might ask you some stuff later. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can chat. That department. <laughs> yeah it's like it's such a original like kind of like yeah. made up major like yeah yeah there's a lot it's a puzzle there's a lot to talk about yeah exactly <laughs> that's the best way to put it yeah so Estefania and I met in my role as communications content creator and mm-hmm. I interviewed Estefania because of a beautiful portrait she did for the Enid Cook Center so maybe we can start there can you please tell me a little bit more about this portrait and how did this idea come up? Yeah, so personally, I love doing oil portraits. It's been a, it's a thing I need to practice a little bit more, but I love just painting people, um, especially like loved ones or people that I find very inspirational. Um, oh, just like a couple weekends ago, I did Megan the Stallion just for fun. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. When do you do those portraits? Like usually in your free time? And... On my free time. And I just, I was having a rough like semester earlier. And I noticed that whenever I go a while without painting or doing something like um, through my creative outlets, I feel drained and I don't feel like myself. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm spending the whole day yeah. just painting. And yeah, it's really nice. Um, and that's how I felt painting the portrait for the ECC. Um, MJ Rodriguez has always been just like a very beautiful person in my eyes. Um, I only watched a couple episodes of Pose for a class. I'm just really bad at keeping up with shows. <laughs> so that's my problem. But um, in those first couple episodes, she just, she went through a lot of hardships. And I sort of saw myself in her shoes because she left her home in order to, you know, pursue her, her dreams. And um, she wasn't really accepted back home. And 
not to say that I'm not accepted in my own home, I'm accepted in certain ways, but there are certain conversations that I find a little more difficult with, you know, conservative family or conservative um, Catholic households. Yeah. And yeah, and so just seeing her resilience in the show, she builds her own home, she finds her own apartment in New York, builds her own community. And I think that was just so beautiful. And I found myself sort of not necessarily finding my own apartment here, <laughs> but doing a similar thing where like, you know, I started to make more friends back on campus after COVID happened um, or is still happening. But, yeah. you know, we're here, um, had like the hybrid situation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty broad way to explain it. But yeah, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. I really like that. So especially I think some of the things that you touched upon right now, but also in our article and for anyone who hasn't read it, I encourage you to see the picture of the portrait that Estefania painted. It's in that article. It's beautiful. You're super talented. Thank you. Um, I like wanted to ask before we get into a little bit of the maybe you know, community emotional building questions. Mm-hmm. Who, like, when did you first start painting? When like, did I first start yeah. painting? Shoot. <laughs> like, oh. how did you, how did you come up with this idea of, like, painting as, like, um, letting go or relaxing? Like, was it just um, on a whim? I didn't know it was, like, a relaxing mechanism mm-hmm. until recently. Um, because what I do which is also a bad thing. Um, this is why I'm bad at keeping up with shows. <laughs> but whenever I'm in school, I will just like put aside all of my hobbies and like I like playing video games. I like painting, whatever. Yeah. And because I know that I will be fully focused on trying to finish the game or mm-hmm. trying to finish the portrait. So, yeah. But then because I become so enveloped in work and school and stuff, I don't give myself those enjoyments. Um, but I realized I need to start doing that a little more often. And I mean, I started doing art since I was like 11, 12. And I didn't realize that I loved painting people until recently, like the past couple of years um, when I painted a little more when I was back home because of COVID. And I found that if I painted landscapes, um, it didn't really mean as much mm-hmm. and you could see it like the painting or the whatever might have come out pretty ugly or at least <laughs> for me I did not like it um, but when I started doing portraits of my friends like those just came out so easily and I feel this might be delving into more spiritual um, realm but I feel like my art is very expressive of how I appreciate like the amount of of appreciation or love I have towards someone Mm -hmm. um because then it just it just comes out pretty well I think it comes out better than other pieces yeah yeah I really like that it's like it seems to me from what I'm getting or understanding is like Mm -hmm. you it's a way of physically saying honoring or loving this person or or what this person represents right yeah yeah I like that a lot thank you um so one of the things that I you know as a side topic really um 
familiar I'm familiar with with what you said especially now that I'm a senior mm-hmm. um, is this idea of like having you know having two sides of oneself like you know you the like you that is your hobbies and your passions and the you that is like the student right yeah. or like the the employee worker whatever it yeah. is you know exactly yeah uh, and I like feel that is so tough you know sometimes mm-hmm. to like because I remember freshman year it was an adjustment right like mm-hmm. I feel like I was it was school or nothing yeah yeah that was me too yeah and now that like especially with COVID like you said you know the world slowed down a lot and mm-hmm. I started picking up running as a habit which is a topic that we had in one of the podcasts mm-hmm. and now I make it like a priority every day for me to like go out on a run or like do yeah. physical exercise because like that's how I release mm-hmm. you know that's my hobby yeah. I know it's, it sounds awful <laughs> <laughs> I mean to each their own <laughs> yeah to each their own it's my running's my cup of tea I know it's no, like, I mean you mentioned this earlier um before we started where you know you were running yeah from- while I was at the duck pond that had mm-hmm. on the nature trail yeah I'm like okay I see where running can be enjoyable because you're enjoying nature yeah so. yeah and you said you know Stephanie and I were chatting about her fisheries class actually <laughs> yeah. and I was like oh wait is that the fisheries class that I saw you guys in the pond I have for here <laughs> in the pond yeah literally like yeah. with you know like garters yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so we started talking about the nature trail and that's why this just came up. But, um, yeah, so I like really resemble what you're saying. Like you, you can get so caught up here a bit more with like, you know, doing schoolwork and, Mm -hmm. you know, all our responsibilities that like you forget about yourself Mm -hmm. and stuff that you like. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I think that you have a little more flexibility your first two years, maybe not your first year because you're still getting Mm -hmm. accustomed to everything. But at least for COVID time, like professors, think, thankfully mine were a little more lenient and mm-hmm. very gracious. And then the strike happened. And, you know, so we got to slow down, like you said. Um, what was I going to mention, though? Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, oh, but now, like, we're seniors and juniors and we have a lot more mm-hmm. on, our, on our plates. And yeah, I find it difficult to you know take yourself out of that mindset of just work 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 and um enjoy yourself yeah Yeah, exactly I totally agree so a topic coming up during our interview for that article was how Bremmore feels like home or better yet how you have made Bremmore a home so what does home mean to you um I think it's changed a lot since you know, coming to Bryn Mawr and being someone who has only really been in Texas most of my life. Um, I have traveled by myself. Um, I'm very blessed to, like, have those experiences where I've gotten to go out mm-hmm. of the country. Um, and I'm, you know, and now I'm here yeah. all on my own. So it wasn't necessarily that this is an entirely new experience, but because this is such a longer time span where I'm not at home with my family and, you know, in that comfort bubble that I used to have, um, the definition has definitely changed because I used to think home was a building. Um, and then we moved at, at home, well, back in Houston, my yeah. family moved into a little bit of a bigger house. And then, well, now going back home, 
I found that it wasn't the building because I'll go to you know um, our original house yeah and visit and it doesn't feel the same um and that's partially because like my parents no longer are in that little house Mm -hmm. and it it's just it's the energy is not what it used to be when I was younger and I'll go back home visit my family and what where we live live at now and I see that home is very much structured because of the people that you surround yourself with and so my new definition is you create your own home and you do that with the people that you surround yourself with and you find home in the people that are your friends or your loved ones in this new community so yeah um a little bit of a long definition but yeah no I love that I agree. I agree a lot. So I think, you know, um, I like to bounce back. Um, I I agree. I mean, like we were just talking about you asked me, oh, where did you move from? I said mm-hmm. I moved from Argentina. Like, yeah, um, you know, it was it was definitely I agree with you in this idea of like thinking home is a place a country or yeah, you know an address exactly uh, and then this address or zip code whatever it is um building anything yeah. changes and then you're like oh shoot like this doesn't feel like it felt before right exactly. and yeah so i in especially with like graduating or like us that are coming closer to graduation uh anyone out there who was also during this time feel like I, the common feeling is, oh, you know, I'm leaving Bryn Mawr, like, what am I going to do? It's like, you know, you find yourself in this unknown. And I think it's yeah. really good to remind ourselves that this feeling of home, or really like home as in like comfort and safety, security, like yeah. this knowing that mm-hmm. I feel like is a thing yeah. in the term of home, um, is in the people that we've met at Bryn Mawr, not necessarily in Bryn Mawr, yeah, the place, you know? And I think that's something that I struggled with is acknowledging that it wasn't necessarily just the building or the place, mm-hmm. but also the people that you surround yourself with. And this is scary. Like, you know, moving to a whole new place is scary. I'm sure, like, maybe yeah. you feel maybe negative. I don't want to say yeah. scary. Yeah. But yeah. Some sort of, like, negative feeling towards leaving Bryn Mawr. Um, and, yeah, but... One of my big dreams is to be able to travel mm-hmm. and live in different countries for several years at a time. And one of the fears that I have is I'm not going to have that comfort. Like, but yeah. I know that those friends, the family that I have back home are just a phone call away. Like, yeah. Um, the times of my favorite anime. Like show. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you have many? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Um, if you have to pick one. If I have to pick one, Cowboy Bebop is beautiful okay what it. wait what is it about cowboy bebop um it follows this group of bounty hunters this is also like future like this is like three thousand four thousand you know years okay from yeah, now. yeah i like it and everyone's living on different planets at this point and every planet is sort of like a different country mm-hmm. in a way and it follows this protagonist specifically his name's spike I absolutely love that man. <laughs> it's just so interesting. And then, yeah, what I love about the show is it's so artistic that 
it's just it's crafted in such an artistic way that you don't even realize it until I mean I appreciate it just because it's just such a good show but you can watch any one of the episodes as if it's its own short film because that's oh, wow. how they were created yeah um so it doesn't matter at which part you are in the series mm-hmm. you don't have to follow the order because they're all its own little like short film I love that yeah and but if you do follow it um from episode one all the way to like the 25th 26th mm-hmm. um you get to slowly uncover and learn more about the worlds and the characters and the background and i love 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 character building and all that stuff yeah um the art style is really cool it's one of the more older animes but mm-hmm. it's a really good story it's short and sweet too so i love that nice i like that yeah um so kind of switching topics a little bit um you're part of mujeres correct yes so how did you join and what like what's your experience like being part of Mujeres yeah I joined my first year um I'm a part of Posse so a bunch Mm -hmm. of um, my Posse members Posse is a scholarship program here at Brimar um and they send 10 a cohort of 10 students from a specific city here we partner with Houston and, and Boston um and they give them scholarship to attend here yeah and we get to come here with these 10 people or nine people nine other people and so it's a little more of an easy transition Mm -hmm. into college um yeah and in my cohort most of us are hispanic so they're all like oh let's join mujeres Mm -hmm. so i went with them to the first meeting and i got to meet a lot of other hispanic people on campus um or latinx students on campus so yeah and the second question was how's my experience been yeah so I feel like this year I haven't been as active in Mujeres um because I'm taking care of a couple other things Mm -hmm. um this semester but my experience so far has been really great like I love the community building and the Mujeres showcase just coming up I've it's gonna be great i'm yeah. really excited it's always a fun time yeah and every time we've gone to a meeting or at least i've gone to a meeting mm-hmm. you feel that sense of community there yeah and it feels like i'm back home with my friends from home yeah um, yeah so this is funny because you know one of the questions i've had which maybe you know you get to answer is mm-hmm. what would you recommend uh for underclassmen to who are struggling to build this sense of home here at Bremar. Would you recommend joining like an affinity group if that's an option or a club? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I mean, I'm part of quite a bit of clubs on campus. Um, and I've met so many wonderful people. The one club that like I'm really a, like a huge part of this semester is Pulso. Uh-huh. And every year I meet new students or new people from Haverford, Bremar and it's dance so you have to be a little more intimate with people yeah (laughs) um and like my first year I was just a little uncomfortable with the idea of like I don't know this person and this person's gonna be my partner for Mm -hmm. the whole piece whatever yeah it's like a one minute 40 second piece yeah yeah. but but it's a lot of like training together and time and I've made some of like my more close friends through dance yeah yeah I mean Everyone has their own social outlets, I'm sure. But dance is one of those for me. And yeah, like my first year, I was with my friend Rubia. And we were partners for the newbie piece, which Mm -hmm. is um, any 
person who joins Pulsa that year. They're considered newbies, and they they get together and they choreograph their own little piece. Nice. Um. Yeah, and she was my partner, and we just ended up getting closer and closer that year, and it's been pretty great. And we're still really good friends. Oh, that's great. I always yeah. see them tabling during, uh, wait, what's the club um, fest? Oh, uh, um, Fall Frolic? Yeah, yeah. Fall Floor. Fall Frolic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, I always see them tabling, and I'm always, like, you know, because I'm from Argentina, so I love yeah. Hispanic music, and I love, like, rhythm stuff, but yeah. I'm absolutely horrible. Like, you know, art is not objective, <laughs> but... Art is subjective. Art, yeah, art is subjective, but yeah. objectively, my rhythm and my dance skills are so bad. Let me tell you, I'll be my first critic, so I'm always, like, I'm always, like, I want to join, but <laughs> I should have. I yeah. should have. Um, yeah, yeah. senior now, but yeah, I recommend everyone to check out the showcase and the show. Yeah, It'll yeah. Be April sixteenth. Yeah, hold up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wait. I'm gonna stop recording here. Yeah. Because there's a thirty minute max, so oh, I'm just okay. gonna stop recording. So we were just taking a little break. Um, yes. But we finished talking about mujeres mm -hmm. and your experience and pulso. And I was saying how terrible I am at dance. <laughs> I want to see this now. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. Well, okay. There's there's scientific data to back this up. <laughs> yeah. So when okay. So when I was little. Like all throughout, I went to Irish Catholic school, right Whoa, in Argentina. That's yeah, intense. I know, really weird. <laughs> also, so like yeah, random too. really random. Um, so in Argentina, I went to St. Brendan's College, but that's high school, and oh, wow. it's like it says college. That's weird too. It's St. Yeah. Brendan's College, but it's a school, like normal. School. It's not a college. You know what I mean? It's but like in a Spanish, high school. Would it be called a colegio? Yeah, or? colegio. Yeah. Yeah. So when I put it on LinkedIn or transcript, I'm like Sam Brennan's College, and they're like, "But that's your high school." I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. Um. But so we had to do Irish dance. So no yeah. So this is where, and I will not reveal the tapes. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> how <laughs> you know how in like Senate judge, like you know the whole like trials that's going on right now. They're like reveal the tapes or release the evidence. Oh I will gosh. not be releasing this <laughs> evidence. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but yeah, so we were just talking about mujeres and. You asked me in our break yeah. if I speak Spanish. Yeah. And that's something that in you were like, oh, I speak Spanish too, but you know, I'm 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 American Americanized. Yeah, yeah. Americanized. <laughs> um so I this is something that Joy you know Joy Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, so Joy and I lovely. Yeah, she's she's the best. That Joy and I talk about all the time, and Patty Lausch and I were talking too mm -hmm. about this. Um, how difficult it is, and I don't know if this happens to you, mm -hmm. but like to go about your day to day and your interactions speaking English. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was harder as a kid because you're well, my head, I remember it used to like always process everything in mm -hmm. Spanish. Yeah. 
and then I would translate to English. But I'm sure it was harder for you because you just moved here not that yeah. long ago. Yeah. But I and I think like especially here at Bramar, one of my main you know, everything that I all my interactions mm-hmm. You know, school is different back home in Argentina or even in a Spanish, you know, predominantly Spanish state or predominantly Spanish town in the U.S. or predominantly Spanish high school, uh, whatever it might be. And I find myself many times like wanting, wanting to seek opportunities for me to learn more or to connect with others that have a similar Mm -hmm. heritage or similar identity as me, like for example, mujeres. But I also find myself like resisting a lot. Like it was, yeah. yeah. And it's like interesting. Like, you know, I- Like Pulso. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pulso, you know, I think Pulso should be glad that I'm resisting. Uh, No, but you know, I do find myself a lot of the times like, like we were saying with the hobbies yeah um oh school should come first or work should come first and I find myself a lot of time like you know pushing back on Mm. connecting with you know other fellow Hispanic or Latinx people of Bramar because I'm like oh that should not be a priority of mine or I don't want that to be a priority of mine because I have to you know like assimilate myself quicker with Bramar and now that's something that like I personally regret um, mm-hmm. leaving Brimmar in that I didn't have enough time to hone in. So that's something that I would recommend. Anyone who is yeah. Hispanic of Brimmar or comes from any other yeah. background to do, to seek an affinity group. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. very blessed that my close friends, most of them are Hispanic or um, you know, Spanish. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have to explain a thought in Spanish, like they are very understanding. Yeah. Um, or they like they understand it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I just I forget like how much I appreciate just having that comfort there. Um, and it came up recently where a first year came up to me. They didn't come up to me, but like we were talking, and they're a Haverford student, and they told me like, "Oh my gosh, you speak Spanish! This is amazing!" And they just like started mm-hmm. going off in Spanish. So like this is I love so that. comforting because there's not many people here. Who speak Spanish and then I yeah. was like, oh well there's alas, there's mujeres. Um, you know, like I'm here if they ever wanted to talk about anything in Spanish. Yeah. Um, it brought her a lot of joy just to be able to be comfortable and speak Spanish with me. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like those small little things that you're like, wow. Exactly. It matters. I mean, I think, you know, my best friend Marina, her Mom mm-hmm. is from Mexico, and mm-hmm. I feel so at home with her because, you know, like, she knows the two worlds. She knows, like, yeah. you know, this, like, I say the two worlds, but <laughs> it's definitely, it's, like, it's two worlds. It is two worlds. Yeah. Um, of, you know, um, this is what happens with me, with her always. <laughs> I, you know, we're in a group, we're sitting down, like, at the night hall, right? Yeah. And I don't know if this has happened to you. And a couple of my friends are there and they're, you know, like white American mm. English speaking. And then Marina's there who speaks English like me, you know, all the time, whatever. But, you know, she understands Spanish. Mm-hmm. Then I get like a meme that's in Spanish or a joke on my <laughs> yeah. phone. And I want to explain to them yeah. 
and I'm translating and I'm like, oh shoot, like this is way better in Spanish. <laughs> like, have you ever seen Modern Family where like mm -hmm. Sofia Vergara is like, do you know how tiring it is? Yeah. And then she's like, do you have any idea how smart I am in Spanish? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So do you have any idea how funny I am in Spanish? <laughs> I love that. You know That's, what? Yeah. We're going to hang out more often now. I want to laugh. And I'll make you laugh too. Yes. I'm looking forward to I it. I got you. So AMO groups like Mujeres, Bacaso, Sisterhood, or Sammy Plus oh, yeah. are um, specially affiliated with the Any Cook 31 Center. Mm -hmm. So what does the... We were talking about space and home as a physical, you know, physical and also not a physical place but yeah. what does the having that space mean to you and how does it feel to have a space on campus as a student of color i go off <laughs> <laughs> um so the ecc i've lived there since my first year mm -hmm. um i didn't know that really yeah yeah um i love it do the people in the ECC love having me there? I think so. <laughs> um, hey, you painted a beautiful portrait, so they better. Um, yeah, I don't. I say that because I always like I'll play like really loud music just because mm -hmm. it, it brings me comfort. Um, and I feel like in other dorms they'd be like shut, shut it down, shut it yeah. down. Yeah, but everyone is so friendly about it. And I'm over here with my Tejano ranchero <laughs> music at like seven in the morning. Um, if my roommate's not asleep. Yeah. yeah. But it's been so great. And to give some context, like I was at home for my sophomore year mm -hmm. and then we got sent home my freshman year, um, halfway through spring semester. So really I've only lived there for like one, almost two years. Yeah. Um, and it's been really great. I love how tight knit the community is. Um, I got to meet everyone in the dorm. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, wait. Wait, let me. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's such a small community, but it's so comforting to know that, to know everyone who's living with you um, and know that, you know, if you need anything, everyone's there to support you mm -hmm. in any way possible, whether that's the HA or the CP. But um, I'm also really blessed. A lot of my friends live in there too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But it's like it's been a really great way to connect with other people, meet new people, and every day. And I've told my friends this: like whenever I go back into the ECC, it's like a home. Yeah. It feels like going back home. And um, something that I've just realized recently is there's not many spaces where you could have these types of conversations and just feel comforted knowing that no one's hearing you, no one's looking at you through a window, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and that's one of those spaces where I feel like you're not constantly being watched or anything. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, and there's the kitchen. Love the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about the last thing you said, and I think that's, you know, a really smart um, observation and definitely true. Yeah. But since you brought up the kitchen, yeah, um, I have a piece of evidence that oh, no. incriminates you in a really good way. What did I do? Um, 
Joy told me that you're oh, always know. making salsa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I am going to need to try it. Oh, shoot. Oh, One day we're going to okay. need to hang out and Please. you need to teach me okay. how to make salsa. But it's not like, you know, like Lancaster salsa. Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. No, It's spicy. Okay. It's the good stuff. Okay, good. So um, I'll, I'll get ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just something that like, I have to get reaccustomed to every time I go back home mm -hmm. because I don't realize how not spicy or just like your spice tolerance goes down like underground yeah here yeah the um, the, the, the I'm not a chef but the condimentation no that's not a word the, <laughs> the condiments the condiments they're yeah, not spicy enough the condiments here are a little bit lacking yes <laughs> like there's sriracha thankfully yeah um but some things i had to haul from home yeah god forbid we have something with taste here so. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah but oh this um but you're not gonna be here next spring um or in the fall because what i did a lot the fall semester mm -hmm. is i used a lot of the vegetables from the garden oh i love um, that and so that's where i got most of mm -hmm. the ingredients for the salsa and so the jalapenos, garden, the tomatillos, they were in the garden. So nice. But I'll have to go make a trip. Just yeah, food. yeah, we'll make a trip. We'll invite <laughs> some other people, you know. Yeah, You'll get to show me the show. I don't know how to watch uh, the show that you were recommending. So, so back in <laughs> rolling mic. <laughs> so switching topics and nearing the end of the conversation, mm. I want to hear insert myself as if I weren't in this room and say how you know as a fellow Hispanic student as a fellow Brimmer student yeah um how proud I am of your work and mm -hmm. you know I there are so many people that I want to feature in this podcast and you all do like such good work and I'm really happy to have you here like you know shedding to the world the light that is Estefania um so let's talk a little bit about this so you're a student coordinator for undocumented slash documented students yeah. during our conversations leading up to this episode you express some hesitancy around talking about your position mm -hmm. and the specific struggles of the students you serve mm -hmm. Can you talk a bit about how it feels supporting students who are very vulnerable in this way and the responsibility you have aiding for them? Yeah. So the position I well, I am in right mm -hmm. now, um, it's not necessarily that I don't want to talk about the job, um, but some of the factors are a little more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um because it deals with some legal issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, but how does it feel? It's been really nice. Um, I have a lot of loved ones and people that I care about who have to deal with immigration issues, unfortunately, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how much they persist through the issues, but how little, especially institutions like universities and colleges, have failed to support these students by yeah. finding ways to like, even get them student employment or um, be able to cover some of their financial necessities, you know, because a place like Vermont is very expensive to go to, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being undocumented or documented or whatnot, like it limits how much, or it, it limits your 
ability to experience maybe yeah maybe experience would be the way but um I guess the best way to say it is the access to resources that yeah. you might have. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that someone had told me is it often feels like there's just a bunch of doors that other people have opportunities to walk through, but those are locked and you know, you're never going to have access to them because yeah. of your status. Um, yeah. And it's, it's an issue that's very dear and close to my heart because I have a lot of loved ones who deal with the issue. Um, and I saw one of like, one of my, I guess, someone who I just very much looked up to deal mm-hmm. with this when they were going through college yeah. and see the struggle that they had to go through because the college took advantage of their of their status. And mm-hmm. something that specifically happened, I'm not going to say any names or the name of the college, but the college, she, the person that I'm close to, she received like a 15k scholarship um, her freshman year to be used for her four years. Yes. And the college took it away. She never saw an ounce of that money, and she couldn't fight or you know do any legal procession because of her status mm-hmm. at the moment. And yeah, and now she's you know she's thriving. She's doing better. That's great. But she's still having a lot of those limitations. Um, um, yeah, and if I can support the community by doing my research, by trying to communicate with other colleges and create those resources and work with the staff and admin here to make sure that people have these resources on for Mars, then, you know, I'm happy to do that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's like the work that you do is remarkable, and I like, completely agree. I'm you know, currently writing Mm-hmm. my thesis on about the American dream we oh yeah uh and how I hate it <laughs> um but it's funny you bring that up because me and my friends we went to New York and there was mm-hmm. a huge huge mall it's called the American dream yeah yes like, it's like white kind of yeah. like has a slide yes very American yeah. <laughs> and I was like why is it called the American dream this is so capitalistic I know, I know. But, you know, one of the things without, like I said, being very mindful and without saying much is I came across a scholar, a decolonial scholar from the global south, Mm -hmm. Mahmoud Mamdani, Mamdani, um, Mm -hmm. forgive me for my pronunciation, but his whole point is how blaming the individual instead of the institution is a clear evidence of coloniality. So, you know, that got me thinking. Yeah, a lot. So I recommend anyone who wants to read something interesting in yeah. international studies to go check him out. I'll send you that later. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you that. But yeah. that's like very much what, you know, what we were saying. Yeah. Um, and I feel like documentation status um, in all our conversations regarding privilege is something that I, I think personally tends to be overlooked. Yeah. or not thought about as a privilege yeah. and I think it very much is yeah right yeah um I've had that conversation with people because you know they're yeah. very close to me and it was very hurtful to hear those things and I acknowledge that I do have that privilege and well now um being yeah you know more mature but if I can do something with the privilege which is you know you know, being yeah, yeah being resourceful and trying to help out the community in whatever way is and mm-hmm. so be it like you know yeah 
Well, Estefania, we had a wonderful conversation. Yeah, I it, like I feel like it flew by. <laughs> <laughs> I am really grateful that you, you know, chose to sit down with me and chat and that we got to meet. No, thank you for coming. Cause I so we have had only met via email. Yeah. So I'm really happy <laughs> that like now you know now you know I like annoyed the heck out of you with the emails. <laughs> But it was worth it because I like I'm really really happy Me that like too. the world now the world of Broadmoor and hopefully other members of the community can hear about your work. Oh, thank you. Of yeah. course. So thank you everyone for tuning in to our episode. I am really excited. This is the almost fine. Talk about English. What's the <laughs> what's the what's the name of the not the final one but the. The pen, not the pen. Yeah, penultimo, uh, penultimate, second to last. There we go. <laughs> yes, second to last episode of season one. That was so beautiful. Yes, <laughs> the next episode yeah. we'll have will be a special live teaching with Ooh. Professor Nisrin Elman. Ooh, yeah, so I'm really excited. And like we said, you have to come see the showcase, the Mujeres yes. showcase. The Mujeres showcase, which is in three weeks from now mm -hmm. the pulsar showcase the pulsar showcase on the 16th and yeah and stephanie and i have a salsa date pending so yes. i'll update you about that on our next episode <laughs> your tongue's gonna be on fire <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited too thank you for having me <laughs>